If you had to be exercised by someone from a fictitious sitcom, who would you prefer to be your priest? Oh, easy. I'm answering for both of you. John wants Urkel, but not Holy Urkel. shit, how'd you know I really did want Urkel? <laughs> but not Urkel, he wants Stefan Urkel. The cool Urkel. Oh, God. I was actually going with Urkel, Urkel, but I'm impressed you were even in the ballpark. Well done, Yo, sir. I hit that shit right out of the park. Nailed. What I do. I've been doing this for a while. It was definitely going to come from the TGI Friday lineup. Those are Mark, like the last TV Mark shows. Mark was 2D from the Facts of Life. No, not quite. I was going to go with A.C. Slater from oh. Saved by the Bell. Why? Because he's big and tough. You know, he can hold me down while that demon is trying to get at him. I feel like Zach's going to be able to convince the demon to actually leave, though. You know that might actually work because his timeout power, because he can go timeout and everything stops and then he, he can, can like, exercise during that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would that work on a demon, I though? think we should just go with nerds, though. I think he gets Screech. You get uh, Urkel, you get Screech. I don't know if Screech is going to have the faith required to exercise Oh, he hung out with Zach for all those years. He's got the faith. You got to oh, have okay. faith. <laughs> How long did he go after Lisa Turtle? Uh, forever. That's some faith, baby. I don't even know. Did they finally get married? I don't know. Didn't Who they knows? go to like Hawaii and everyone get married at one time and have like a giant orgy? I don't know about that last part. I think okay. that was in his book. You get confused. Was, that, uh, yeah. that could <laughs> also be years. one of those one of those porn parodies you were talking about last episode. Um, Nailed by the bell. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Saved by the balls. You're tardy. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay, so we got Urkel and we got Screech. Well, Slater, but Screech by proxy, I yeah. guess. I've overridden both your choices. Tag yeah. team. All right. And what nerd do I get? And don't you say um, Kimmy Gibbler. No. I, I know who it is. Yeah? Okay. Is it Wesley Crusher? No, it's <sighs> going to be Perfect Strangers Bulky. <gasps> yes. Oh, there it is. Nice. <laughs> Cousin Garrett, you're possessed. <laughs> we do the dance of joy. Yeah. Um, it was very nice to see Jeffrey from Fresh Prince. I can't think of another time I've seen him since that show. No. I'm sure he's been on Law and Order, one of them. Well, clearly he joined the clergy and became a priest. Yeah, not a good one, though. <laughs> Once he got fired from Uncle Phil. He's yeah. like, get out of here, Jeffrey. You stole the silver spoons out of the cabinet. Or he was a priest the whole time. It was like an undercover thing. Oh, shit. All right. Well, we ready to get started with this exorcism movie? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Hold That's it, what I'm looking hold for. It, hold it. Yes. Nice. Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk Podcast. My name is Mark. Again, joined with Garrett and John. Fellas, we're back for another one. How we doing this afternoon, this Sunday? How you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm actually like so exhausted and out of it, but uh, you know, I'm going to bring 100% of the 1% that I have left to this podcast. It's busy day of time at work. Uh, It's that, tis the season, so shit's going crazy. Mm. You know, we can always just replace you off the podcast if that'd be helpful. Uh, you know, if as long as as long it as you is, can chime in with your head cannon every now and then, yeah, it also has to be with like a celebrity. I don't want it so could be D list, yeah, <laughs> it could be a D list, like white, it could be Jeffrey. No, but, we can't replace John, that's like switching out Roth for uh Hagar. I don't know, but okay, I assume that's a bad thing. <laughs> I don't know, but okay, John does not know his Van Halen. No, he does not know his Van Halen. <laughs> no, anyway, what have you guys been up to since last time? Uh, I managed to watch two movies, no, yeah. I know one a week. Uh, the porn parody of no. <laughs> uh, WNUF Halloween special. 
What? Okay. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. W-N-U-F? Yeah. It's like a found footage where supposedly someone recorded this Halloween special on videotape. Oh, it sounded like a radio uh, station or something. It's like a local like, TV, public access uh, TV station. Mm-hmm, okay. Yeah. It's all right. You know what? It has like so much charm and they like recorded all these commercials. Well, they didn't record them, but they made all these commercials. Uh, that was like the best part. Like just like they did a great job of capturing what public access commercials were like in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. So they spoof a whole block of TV is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. And it's like about that they're going into this supposedly haunted house and it turns out to really be a oh, spoiler for I think it seems like five years old. Uh, but anyway, it turns out that it's like really haunted and so on and so forth. Well, I watched the new Hellraiser trailer. That shit is awesome. I'm pretty mm-hmm. excited about the new Hellraiser. Now, let's see if the story's any good. But uh, so far, visuals looking pretty rowdy. I haven't bothered to jump into the negative pool of the internet, but are people mad that it's a woman this time as uh, Pinhead? Who could give it? Who could give a shit? I'm just I curious I because there's precedent, right? I've seen pictures of a female Pinhead before. Oh yeah, of course they're they're worked up about everything, but fuck those people. I had to deal with assholes being like, "There's no black people in Tolkien world," and like, "Go fuck yourself," you know. Like, honestly, I'm done with it. People had a problem with She-Hulk twerking. You should never have a problem with a giant Amazon lady twerking for you. Period. I don't care in what capacity you get it. Be thankful. Yeah. But no, um, there, there might be some backlash on it, but I think honestly people might just be so excited to finally have a Hellraiser. You mean one that was actually written as a Hellraiser property and not just something not that was... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not well, an Amityville horror movie. Right. A Law & Order episode just slapped on. Oh, but what if great. with Pinhead? Yeah. <laughs> Objection, your order. Uh, let's see. Watch Clown again. Ooh, I liked Clown. Dude, Clown still holds up. That movie just as... as John would say slaps. It does slap. Have you ever heard the tale of the clawing? Mm, I have now, yeah. <laughs> John, did you think of the second movie that you I watched? I did. It was called Eye of Fire. Uh, and it's about some, it's like set in 1700s, like America. This preacher gets caught being an adulterer and has gets chased out of town with his family. And then they get haunted by like the spirit of Native Americans. It's like a folk horror <laughs> thing. So his family went with him. Uh, yeah, it was a whole thing. It's and uh, came out in 1983, uh, so it has a real made-for-TV feel to it. Uh, but it wasn't bad. It's just not my cup of tea. It was all right. How does Native American haunting ghosts fit into the Catholicism religion? Well, good question. Here's the thing: no matter what, it's the devil and Catholic Jesus is going to beat him. So <laughs> Catholic Jesus, not other Jesus. Uh, yeah, I mean everybody knows when the shit gets real, you're calling in Catholic Jesus for the exorcisms. All right. Speaking of getting into religion. What did you watch? Oh, wait. Take that back. Horror movies is my religion, John. That's correct. And I saw... (laughs) With segues like that, who needs sponsors? (laughs) I saw Barbarian. I went to the theater. I went to the AMC down on Tech Ridge and watched Barbarian. What? You abandoned the draft house for AMC? Also, Tech Ridge? There is no Alamo near me. You drive to goddamn Alamo. Yeah. Alamo Draft House, AMC, get at Tech Ridge is closer. It's also sponsor. nice. Is the Lakeline AMC not closer? No. Oh. It's off 35. Have we done the math? Have we really measured it? Yeah, somebody get me an Atlas and a Protractor. Yeah. <laughs> an Atlas and a Protractor, nice. Anyway, the place where I watched is neither here nor there. <laughs> uh, Barbarian was pretty good. The trailer really hides what the movie's about. Hmm. Um, and it does some interesting things with kind of a home invasion, if you will. I don't want to go into it too much because it's new, but I gave it three to four stars. I think it's worth checking out. Okay. At least once. I don't know know on second rewatch because there's a lot of tension in the first half and then it almost becomes 
comical to a degree mm. in the last half. Is it a dark comedy? Because that's what all the horror movies do, and they don't really know how to write a fucking good horror script. They I throw some humor in there, and they call it a dark comedy. I don't know if I'd call it a dark comedy. There's not like, like a lot of quips, but some of the events that take place are funny. Okay. So, is anyone named Conan in the movie? No, but that'd be cool. Oh, would have been. I still don't know what it means by the title, barbarian. Are they barred in at any point? Are they half naked? Bar- yeah, are they bared bear? in. I guess so. Maybe. They've been barred and buried. Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> anyway, is it three to four stars out of five or out of ten? Five. Okay. I always thing. go on the five scale. Okay, you're a unless fiver. somebody makes me great on the ten, and then I got to adjust. But I'm a five star kind of guy. Yeah, I'm with you on there. I also default <laughs> to the five stars. Anyway, check it out. It's in theaters now. Uh, but today we're here to talk about the 2021 film, The Exorcism of God. Yeah. And John, this was your pick. It was. Uh, well, I think I got to owe it to Garrett for turning me on to this movie. He told me about it and then I watched it and was like, y'all, this movie is bananas and we should do an episode about it. And, and I bought it that night on iTunes based off that right there. I hadn't watched it until now. But yeah, when you said that, I was like, okay, cool. Sold. And it's bananas, right? It is bananas. Yeah. So I can't wait to get into the details. But yeah, this movie is, I'm going to give it two thumbs up out of two. It, wow. To be fair, anytime I see something with the word exorcism in the title, I like screenshot it to tell you about it. Like, there's a whole, <laughs> I have a whole folder of photos of like, tell John about these exorcism movies. There's like four of them out right now. Is there? Yeah, like four brand new exorcism movies. Yeah, they come out by the dozen. Guys, I hate to say it, but this is one of the easiest type of horror films to make. Yeah. You oh. put somebody in a bed, make them scream a little bit, and you do a little composite eye, eye color change on them, okay. and you're done. You made yourself an exorcist film. Congratulations. <laughs> well, I have a note that says, easiest to make, hardest to execute. Yes. That's true, but that doesn't stop them from coming out. No. You think no. You think Tubi Crawler, Amazon Prime, bottom of the barrel watcher, doesn't know that it is easy to make exorcism movies? <laughs> oh, you've watched about all of them, but I'm still waiting for that review of Exorcism at 30,000 feet. Oh, yeah, gets I forgot possessed about on that a one. Plane. Yeah. But how easy is it to make these movies when it actually takes this many companies to produce them? Lionsgate, Sabin, Epica, Kobach Films, Hakun, ITW, Terminal, Mitos, XYZ. Those are all the fucking like <laughs> titles that we had at the beginning of this movie. All the people who helped produce this movie. Oh, my God. I was laughing so hard when this thing started out. And I was all like, well, we're on like nine or ten at this point. Yeah. Didn't, doesn't Sabin do Power Rangers? Yeah, they did. Sabin. I was waiting <laughs> to see the Green Ranger show up and play yeah. his little knife flute. <gasps> that would be a crossover. I would love to see Power the exorcism of Power Rangers. Oh, <laughs> exorcism of Power Rangers. Zordon's been taken. We got to pin him down and call a priest. <laughs> you can't have a demon and the ranger spirit in you at the same time. So um, I thought it was, it was farcical when that was going on, dude. I was just like, is this like a Tim and Eric sketch? Like at the beginning of their movie, they did something similar. Uh, but I think it's because this movie was shot in Mexico. The director is Venezuelan mm-hmm. and it was released in America. So I think that has a lot to do with the fact that there was like 11 yeah. production companies attached to this. Thing. It's a real international picture. <laughs> the, the very definition of one might say. Uh, but the director of this one is Alejandro Hidalgo. Like I said, he's a Venezuelan filmmaker who uh, first gained notoriety doing a movie called The House at the End of Time. I haven't seen it yet, but the, it's gotten a Mexican remake, and now it's on the way to get an American remake. Ooh. Uh, and I am, I am uh, interested. I think I want to go try to find and dig this one up and check it out. I hope the American remake is a remake of the Mexican remake, so it's like a copy of a copy situation. <laughs> yes, a multiplicity. It's <laughs> yes. going to be like Michael Keaton, the fifth one. Uh, and then there'll be a Bollywood remake of the American remake of the Mexican remake of the movie, so. <laughs> 
So uh, dig up a few reviews, uh, interviews rather, mm-hmm. uh, with Alejandro. And he originally did want to shoot this in Venezuela, but it was going on the same, uh, right around the time of that dictator stuff was going on in the country. It was kind of in peril. So he had to go do it somewhere else. And then he chose Mexico. He wanted to bring a different setting to Americans because we're so used to the American feel of everything. And he wanted to say, hey, look, there's beauty in other countries. And there's a lot of good settings that you don't see, you know, from Latin America that could benefit and so then he put his movie in the dingiest dungeon jail possible. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I think you're talking about the, the outside establishing shots and the villages Correct. and stuff yeah. like that. Because yeah. those, those, glor- those were like just gorgeous. I was like, wow. Yeah, definitely. But you think about like even uh, to John's point, the, the, those prisons are far worse than what we have in America. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I've been told. I would think so. I don't think we My have movies. sewer dungeons in America. I guarantee you we have sewer dungeons in America. All right. Let me, I don't think we have legal sewer dungeons. I'm sure there are people out there who I don't want to meet that have sewer dungeons. I, I would be. I would not be surprised if maybe we have legal sewer dungeons as well. But yeah. I we, guess well, we'll we, find we out. ship those all overseas. So we should write ghost hunters see if they can find. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This one is starring Gloria Estefan as the possessed lady in one. She kept saying the rhythm's going to get you. <laughs> <laughs> Maria Gabriela de Faria as Esperanza. Joseph Marcel as Father Michael Lewis, that's Jeffrey, mm-hmm. of Fresh the Prince. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. Will Beinbrink as Father Peter Williams, Irene Castillo as Magali, Raquel Rojas as inmate Sylvia, Hector Costefakis as Dr. Nelson, Christian Rummel as Balban slash Possessed Jesus, he did the voice, mm. Juan Ignacio Aranda as Bishop Balducci. Eloisa Maturin as Possessed Virgin, and Alfredo Herrera as Possessed Jesus. This one's currently sitting at a 54% on Rotten Tomatoes with the critics, and it does not have an audience score. What audience? Get with it, bro. How yeah, does it not have an audience score? Dash, dash, I'm seeing it. Grayed out sad popcorn. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you got to be verified with like a check mark, like on Twitter or something. Because uh-huh. when I clicked that number, I did see some reviews. All right, audience score 100% then. Can't tell me otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> That's John's headcanon, and he's sticking to it. Amen. Here's what the back of the DVD has to say about Ooh. Exorcism of God. Father Peter Williams, an American exorcist, hides a shocking secret. Wait, is he American? Yes. Oh, okay, go ahead. You didn't know that? No. <laughs> Possessed by a demon he was trying to expel, he committed a terrible sacrilege. To atone for the sin, Peter devotes his life to charity work in a small town in Mexico. 18 years later, his deeply buried secret comes to light when the demon from his past returns, possessing a girl and unleashing a deadly disease. Now Peter must choose between saving his own soul and saving the people he loves most in one final epic battle against the evil within. That's not bad. We've definitely had worse ones on here. We've seen worse. We've seen worse. Well, guys, what did we think of the exorcism of God? And John, do you want to lead this as our exorcism expert? I will. Okay. So here's what I'll tell you. As (laughs) Exorcism. Oh, (laughs) as someone who's watched, I mean, probably hundreds of these movies, this is one of the better ones by a lot. Uh, I would say this is like uh, like an A tier. 
Uh, this is a top-tier exorcism movie. I really enjoyed it. It doesn't take itself too serious. I think it plays into the fact that it is a uh, whole plot is bananas. I put it up there with Exorcist 3. Yeah, I would agree. It's uh, not quite Exorcist 1 level, but like it's like still just a fucking banger. Yeah, it's less serious than Exorcist 3. Exorcist 3 is a film. This is just a good time, but yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I think all the actors did great. I'm going to have some some problems. There's like some notes. Yeah, there's like a lot of screaming, like an unnecessary amount of just... There's like the soundtrack, and then there's also just like screaming at all times. Uh, so it's like 80 minutes of hearing people scream. So that was kind of annoying, but... Mostly, it's pretty awesome. I think I agree with you there. I think it's entertaining, and it's definitely refreshing to see something new in the genre where almost all these films are the same. Yeah. They're almost always the same beat-for-beat plot points. Um, So it's cool to see something different. It's definitely a lower-budget film. So when you compare it to something like Exorcist 3, it is not in the same caliber as that in terms of budget. Right. Agreed. Um, But in terms of enjoyment, I would say I could see that comparison. How many have you seen? Would you say that it tops 20? Have you seen at least 20 Exorcist films? Oh, yeah. oh, he's easily seen at least 20 Exorcist This, films. I would say, is top, if I'm just going off my gut here, top 15. He's a po- top tier, top shelf. He just refuses <laughs> yeah. to tell you a number one. I'd say top 15, possibly top 10, but very high top 15 for sure. Maybe someday we're going to get to get a top 10 out of you. Okay. I mean, a lot of them you probably already could guess, but yes. Sure. Yeah. Or those who don't could have some content that we at the Grave Talk podcast make for them, John. All right. Top 10-ish. Exorcist movies coming your Top way. Top 10 must watch Exorcism movies. All of them. Uh, go to no. Tubi and just type in Exorcism Kittenness. Oh, boy. No, I got the you covered. Exorcism of Cindy's Cat. We're not watching that one, okay? Uh, you know, I don't know if I've seen an animal exorcism. That would be something. Get at me, Hollywood. I got ideas already. I just put it out there, so maybe that'll come true. Great coming from Grave Talk Cinemas. <laughs> Great. T- we'll have 19 different yes. like, logos at the beginning. This movie starts off with something that I will back to the day I die. If you're doing an exorcism movie, you better have a Bible quote written across the screen or said out loud before you start anything else. Like, that is always such a... I love that so much. And they're always like the most random quotes. Sometimes they work really well, and then sometimes it's all like, and lo, the fishes begat so... You know, like, what the fuck does it have to do with anything? It's <laughs> always some sort of like, hey, this is what the movie's kind of about. That's yeah. just what the scripture is alluding to. For the, So for this one, it was, so now I'm no longer doing it, but the sun within. Mm. And that's like a Romans. I didn't get the actual number. Yeah, but. Romans 3.16. No, it's John. <laughs> uh, my advice for, for Exorcist movies writers out there, just stay away from any Legion-based quote. We have beat that one to shit. So. Oh, God, we are Legion. Yeah, Come anything on. about that story, the pigs, all of it, get just thumbs down. There's there, The Bible's a big book. I mean, I haven't read all of it, but it looks substantial. So I uh, have many leather-bound books and... My apartment smells of rich mahogany. <laughs> this movie's better than Conjuring 3 and The Nun. Whoa. Yeah. I will say better than The Nun, but I don't know. I like Conjuring 3. I, I, would, I would concur with you on that. It also had a lot of the same kind of look and feel of The Nun, but I think a better job of it. I thought it might have been the same castle at first. Like when uh, he first walks up to it at night at the very beginning, like and he runs in, he'd be like, no, no, senor, don't do it. Or whatever, uh, whatever he's doing there. The, cla- like, the exorcist shot, that they got that out of the way yeah. four minutes into the movie. We don't need to get into this, but the nun two is happening. I saw. Ugh, Thumbs I'm, down. Yeah, I'll probably watch it seven <laughs> times and hate it, the just like the real two. nun. Get thee to a nunnery. It should be back in the habit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> whoopi has got that one trademark. There's no way. So um, it was interesting looking into this film after I watched it because I, like I said, I was entertained. Um, there's a lot of people calling it misogynistic and homophobic. 
Um, I saw a lot of comments on Letterboxd in particular saying, how dare you have this man who committed rape be a sympathetic character, blah, blah, blah. And then um, at the end of the movie, there's that when he's given his sermon, he says homosexuals are not going to enter into the kingdom of heaven while he's rattling off like all these lines. Yeah, but do they know what Catholicism is? I mean, that's kind of like Catholicism 101. By the way, sorry for all the people out there who are religious. We are going to tear the shit out of religion. In this yeah, I mean, and disclaimer, kind of, none of us think homosexuals are going to hell. Agreed. Uh, not even sure there is a hell. So Also agreed. <laughs> uh, but also, did they watch the movie? Because, I mean, spoiler for the end, he's a fucking demon. Oh, damn, man. You spoiled it all. We're like, what, four minutes into this episode? <laughs> I wouldn't be John Spoiler Me if I didn't spoil shit. But he's the bad guy. Like in American the, Me. John Spoiler Me. Yeah, me. <laughs> I also do not understand the uh, lumping Father Peter Williams as a sympathetic character. I never felt sympathetic no, towards him. He's an asshole. He's the main guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. No, too. I never felt like sympathetic for him. Yeah. I was like, wow, I hope you get your comeuppance. So I, I'm sorry that the movie made you feel sympathetic I mean, towards him. I almost felt like he was incompetent at his job half the time. He was really bad. I mean, there is, and I wrote in my notes, like a weird thing where the person who was sexually assaulted was like, you know what? I'm glad that it happened because now I have Esmeralda. And I was like, that's weird. Thing, that's but a thing that happens sometimes. That was people. the other point the audiences yeah. or the viewers were, were latching onto. It felt weird, but also well, I mean, honestly, she loves her kid. No, no, honestly, I didn't have a problem with that because she came across that with her own agency. I mean, yeah, it sucks. It's it's horrible what happened to her, but she kind of, she's like, you know, like, I'm glad this happened because I've got my beautiful daughter, blah, blah, blah. Like she came to that herself. The movie didn't basically say like, you're going to be happy about this no matter what. Now, the shit with the father, like, basically being like, I had no control over myself. I was possessed by a demon. And everyone's just like, eh, cool. I'm like, whoa. No. <laughs> like, he, that's some crazy shit. Yeah, he was DTF the moment he walked in there. And I mean. Don't get me wrong. When the first time the shot opens up and I'm like, yeah, okay. All right. And then well, you see your face and I was like, okay, I'm back out. So let's get there. Right. So the movie opens up with, we see Father Peter coming up to a house and he's been led into a room. Very dark. The, the setting in moods of this movie are great. It's like, a house. it's like a villa, like a villa. Yeah. 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 If you will. And, and it leads him to into a bedroom. If I will. I will, sir. You must. <laughs> the priest is led to the back and there is a woman strapped to a bed. And this may be the most sexual I've ever seen a possessed woman be in one of these type of films. Not for me. Yeah. <laughs> you're not watching the porn parodies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's like moaning and she's like, you know, soaked through her very thin shirt. So mm-hmm, it was like all mm-hmm. nips. And the, you know, the priest right away is like licking his lips. Like, are you kidding me? Dude, which, begs, which begs the question right now. Would you guys fuck a possessed demon i mean no, no. <laughs> never that's the right answer by the way <laughs> right, so. like outside of like all of the valid consent concerns it's just un- she looks like a monster whoa and she's a demon oh my god so judgy <laughs> yeah i think i am a little judgy if you are if you look like a demon i'm sorry uh you're you know i'm sure there's a you man out there for you are freaks in bed though to me like one of the believe in demonic possession though well when you mm. this demon was obviously maybe, maybe it's like those girls who go to ut at, at halloween and they show up downtown in those outfits and they're like i would never wear this throughout the year but do shots off my ass cheeks dressed as a sexy kit and you're like um what it's their time to let loose all right we don't we we don't kink shame on the grave talk podcast what does okay? Zuzu think about the sexiness of Baldan or whatever that what's the name is Balban Balban Bro, Pazuzu's like a prude, all right? They call that's his name, Pazuzu the Prude. <laughs> <laughs> Comparatively, because uh, Bal, Bal, Balzan there. Balban. Balban. Balbang, right? <laughs> Is, uh, it's all I'm they, down to Balbang. That's all they want. That's all it wants to do. But, but this movie, like. But hold on, real quick. You were absolutely right, though, Mark. When he walks in, he's looking at this girl like, 
ooh la la. And it's like, what? Like, that's the first thing that like threw me off is like, I was like, man, she's all fucked up, dude. And he's all like, oh, mercy. I can see your nipples. And I was like, bro, this is not the time. We, we, we don't know this yet as the viewer, but the priest and this possessed woman actually have a history. Wait, do they? Yes, she's a nun. She's the nun that he's in love with. Yeah. Can't you see this woman's a nun? <laughs> they dropped that like one line like midway through okay. the movie. I missed that because I, it seemed like maybe they had a history, but I was like, and then I was like, I was like, what the fuck is up with these two people? And then later on, I was like, there's no way this is the chick he banged out when she was possessed. And then sure enough, the movie's like, yeah, I banged you out when you're possessed. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, this movie actually, like, I did not catch the little things. So I was constantly shocked when the revelations kept happening. That was my note. Oh, shit. Swerve. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, John, why don't you describe the possession scene? Yeah. So sometimes in these movies, they want to make you guess a little bit like, oh, is this really possession? Is it just, you know, mental illness or, uh, or whatever? No, this movie, there's no question about it. She's like, got, she's got a demon face. Uh, like a deformed, you know, forehead and everything. Her skin is demonic looking, yellow eyes. The bed floats right away. Like, there's no question this chick possessed. And so he calls up uh, Jeffrey, Father Michaels, and is like, bro, we got like a stage five possession. And Michaels is like, you can't handle this demon. Wait two days. I'm on my way. Don't fuck this up. And he's like, I just called to tell you that I'm going to do it. Uh, well, he, so, says, he says if he doesn't do it now, she's going to die. Yeah. So and honestly, looking at her and the way like her body's like get, contorting. Yeah, like, yeah. I would believe that. I don't know. If she's got two days either. Uh, I agree. I, with my notes, I was like, she doesn't have two days. Uh, but Father Michael's like, do not do it. And he's like, and uh, you know, the other priest is like, uh, yeah, Roger that. Okay, bye. Gonna go, you know, exercise this girl. Uh, so then he goes in, and it's your classic screamy possession. You know, God damn you, get out of here. Whoa. Father Christ compels you, da-da-da-da-da. And she's just like, sup, you want to fuck? She's like she, rubbing her body. She's, uh, you know, and, and he's like starts to sweat. And shout out to the Foley artist who really got a mic right in there when she starts fingering herself. Yes. And like, I was like, this is the loudest sound effect I've heard in this movie yet. But she was like, they must, they must have just had like a wet sponge and just. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, then she starts masturbating and he's doing he's screaming all of his possession or sorry, exorcist ritual. It's always the standard shit, which actually plays into this movie that I like. Yeah. But it's the same. Our father who out in heaven, hollow be thy name. And it's like, why is this the one? Because this you don't deviate from the classics, baby. That's the one that everybody says in church, like before they take communion or Which something. I thought was going to be rad because later on, spoiler, not near as spoiler as John let out. Yeah, look, but when Father Jeffrey shows up and he goes, he's like, "Look, we're going to have to do a different. This kind of this kind of uh, exorcism is just do whatever the fuck you feel." And Freestyle. I was like, "Yo, you could just say whatever you want to this, but like, get the fuck out that chick, yo!" Like, and it still counts. Like, yeah. I thought they were going to go a little more freeform with it because, yes, you're right. It is always the same damn. Now, is that like required by yes. the Catholic? Okay. It's part of the Roman ritual. And the reason they use that particular prayer is because that's the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. So it's very, very holy, supposedly. I think it's one of the only actual prayers in the book. Wait, Jesus did an exorcism? No, Jesus said that prayer. Oh, Jesus. Do okay. you, you see why I don't understand why it's applied to exorcisms? Because it wasn't, when it was said, it wasn't well, in an it's supposed possession. To like the most, it's the word it's, of God, so that's yes, like super holy. Super it's like holy. walking into a room with a possessed woman and just start doing the I pledge allegiance to well, the flag. Here's, here's the like, thing. I give you guys dating advice. You just take it because you know it is Yeah, gospel. it's coming from. Mm -hmm. but you can't go off of Jesus. <laughs> Jesus was OP, right? In the Bible, he would just be like, oh, you're exercised demons? Get the fuck out of here. And then they'd just leave. They'd be like, ah, oh, you're that's too funny. powerful. <laughs> well, because 
Jesus doesn't need to have faith in himself. That's true. He's already there. He's already at 100%. Ultimate <laughs> confidence. Does Jesus have low self-esteem? Does he not believe in himself? Obvi- obviously not, because he skedaddled demons, no problem. Well, there was that 30-day period in the desert where he was tempted by Satan. Uh, yeah. days and night. But then but he, that, af- was, that was his, like, becoming a superhero. Yes, exactly. Moment. After that, man, Marvel needs to make a Jesus movie. <laughs> you think Satan came onto him all, like, possessed, horny like this chick did? I assume he showed him a bunch of, uh, I assume Satan. Porn mags? Well, showed him this out. a bunch of different visions, you know, you know, to try to tempt him. Okay. I think by this time, Jesus was just hanging with his main gal, Mary Magdalene. That's true. They were, they Is were. Is that his mom? No, no that's the oh. other Mary. There are two Marys. Oh boy. Mary Magdalene was his main squeeze. The Virgin Mary's proud Mary. Rolling. Yeah. And then there's Mary Magdalene, the harlot that he saved uh, from getting stoned in the street. Yeah. And then just dick down nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that, is that Bible? No. no. <laughs> but it, there, is, there are theories saying like, that we never got that one in vacation Bible school. <laughs> certain historians think Jesus did have a, a secret wife and yeah. that it might have been oh, Mary no Magdalene. I, I would suggest you read the Da Vinci Code. I believe it's like oh, a boy. codex to the Bible. Covers all of that religious Dan. listeners like garrett said please don't be mad at us <laughs> we don't know what we're talking about really let's yeah. also point out that exorcism like special effects haven't really like changed much it's always the same exact stuff over and over again but the the detail and the level of like how awesome they look has really gone up though like this chick looked mad messed up like her face like the mm-hmm. veins and everything like the skin was almost like kind of translucent looking her eyes had a really cool like effect, kind of like a cat eye. Like when it catches the light a certain way, it kind of like became like a mm-hmm. yellowish kind of like uh, retina, not retina. What the fuck is the uh, iris? Iris, yeah. And it was just like wow. I was like, okay, they did a really good job. And I thought this was going to be like higher budget because of that. Well, they spent most of their budget, I think, in the scene, and then near the end when they had like the Spice Girls of Demons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll get to them. Uh, you know, I tell you what I want. If you really, really want. <laughs> She's like, let me in. I was like, hey, that's a meme. So then he, in classic, so if you watch Exodus movies, you know what's going to happen. He gets pissed that the ritual's not working. So then he starts like physically assaulting her. But uh, then he ends up, I mean, I guess rape feels like a strong word. No, 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 no. Is it's not it a strong rape? word because it's a strong situation. Okay, fine. He, he rapes her. You can you can argue that maybe the demon had passed him because like, yeah, he has well, the you holy can, water. You can argue because that's what happens. And oh, that's that what I think a lot happened? of people are missing. Yes, because you see his face. That. No, you see he his does face. Not, he's not in possession of his own body when the rape occurs. Oh, I thought that was like the inner, like, like kind of like the, the visual representation of man's like inherent nature to sin and stuff like that. Like, Incredible. That would have been an incredible uh, amount in this movie. This is not like that kind of movie. He pushed to his limit and did something really terrible because the situation arose. And then he had to deal with the like the guilt of actually knowing that it wasn't actually a demon. I'm just as evil as that. You just bumped this movie up to a notch. It's not at. But yeah, okay. you're coming at it at like a college reading level. This is like a third grade <laughs> reading level. Real surface. Okay. Uh, I have many leather bound books. So here's exactly what happens. And I think some of the people that are negative on this movie missed. So this woman and the priest have a history. She was a nun at the parish that he fell in love with. And he'd had these feelings for her. So in the possession, Balban is using those against him while she's getting all sexual at him and, you know, getting those feelings going. He knows how to target the priest Mm -hmm. because he knows his feelings inside. So sexy nuns, man, it works. I'm just saying in in a moment of weakness, Father Peter kisses her. But that opens him up just enough to let Balban transfer and be possess the priest. Yeah. And Balban is the demon of deceit. 
Right. So then Balban uses Peter to rape her while she's basically passed out. And then it cuts to 18 years later, and now he's moved to Mexico and is in charge of like a orphanage. So well, this is in America? I think he's always been in Mexico. Okay, he's in Mexico, stayed there, didn't move <laughs> anymore to he went Mexico. To for spring break and just never left. So he must have moved away from where he was at, though. Because how did he not know that this nun was pregnant and had a baby? If he was like right down the street, she she ran away. Oh, she she moved. She's like, she's like, because of the shame, I had to leave this village. That's fucked up. She did say that. Yeah. 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 Uh, All the memories. Okay. So, so he stays right where he's at, takes over an orphanage and, uh, and she skedaddles, unfortunately. Same, same orphanage because one of the kids becomes a nun. So he takes over the orphanage he was already at. Right. Okay. Uh, But he's now considered a saint because of this exorcism gone correctly, according to the public opinion. Um, he saved this woman's life, and everybody loves him. He's a rising star well, in the he's Catholic religion. A saint, right? He's not actually a saint because you need like two miracles yes. and a no, life. The, and, like, good he's days, not right? a saint yet. Okay. He's a local saint. Uh, okay, yeah, the, the, the a local the, god, if you will. Yeah, the public consider him a saint. And he did. We find out that he did confess his sin. You know, he told a priest, and the priest gave him some penance. He was like, "Okay, you got to tell the bishop." Well, okay, wait, hold on. So that actually had a question yes. because there's like three scenes in this movie where he finally confesses, confesses. But he says that he confessed his sin. And I'm like, did he really? Or did he give like the cliff he notes conf- version of? He confessed it to God when he was oh. praying, but that wasn't his penance. He needed to go get con- out of jail convenience, isn't it? No, because he, he didn't do his penance. So that's why he's open. But if he confessed it to God, what did God say his penance was? He had to go tell the bishop and show the tape. Because we didn't mention, he also recorded all this on like a real old school. Yeah, he had a video recorder when he was like doing the exorcism. So he's, he's got to share. So there's evidence of his crime. So he's got to tell the bishop that this happened and deal with, you know, whatever punishment comes out of it. Uh, but his, I guess so his sin is like ego, I think, because or pride because he like he's like, oh, I can't do that because I'm so awesome. Look at all these kids I'm saving. Well, he doesn't want to ruin his career. Yeah. This vanity. I don't know what the sin is. Lust. Lust was a big one. Yeah. Let's go through all the seven sins. Mark, pull them up. <laughs> uh, all right. We've got sloth. Oh, he is a lazy bastard. Now, you can't be lazy if you got that many kids. Yeah, no, he's not that. So correct. He he didn't show this tape to anybody, and he's living with this guilt for 18 years. Um, and we're introduced to his um, orphanage, and we see that there's some sort of disease that's overtaking and killing some of the kids. I feel bad now because I totally like watched the wrong movie, evidently. Um, so I thought that he was touched by evil after he raped the possessed girl. Like, like maybe not, he didn't have Balban in him, but I was like, oh, he's gone to the dark side. He's like, he's going to be an undercover priest, you know, like he's actually evil, but he's going to just keep using the cloth to kind of, you know, like do his evil ways under the cover of like the enemy. Um, so I thought when he was, cause he touches that kid's forehead and then they have to rush him into the hospital. I thought every time he touched a kid, they were getting sick. For 18 years, he's just been killing kids. But the disease is a demon disease. Yeah. It's um, a manifestation that Balban is uh, is afflicting these kids with. The doctor, like, we see one of the kids. The doctor's like, there's no bacteria, no virus. The organs are, like, A-OK. So th- then they're in a jail, and, and the jailer's going to give food to one of the, I almost said patients. Oh, uh, you mean the Jurassic Park scene? Yes, the, to one of the inmates. And she takes the, the tray, but also bites, like, two of the guy's fingers off. He's like, ah, oh, my fingers. Fingers. Yeah, so he's replacing the food trays and he reaches into one to like get the old tray and he can't find it. And then like, yeah, he gets his like arm grabbed and like, cause one of the guys is like, what are you doing, dude? That's dumb. Gets his arm grabbed. Gets the smarter of the two. <laughs> and I can hear Muldoon is like, shoot her, shoot 
<laughs> I was Clever like, girl. Yeah, he comes out with like no like no fingers, and I was just like, damn. Yeah. Missing two. But this had to have been this guy's first day. Like, Clearly. How do you do that? Get a stick, dude. What are you doing? Get a stick. <laughs> uh, so then they're, so then they, they, they call the priest. Uh, and this is why I'm surprised you didn't know he was American. This must have been the actor's like first time ever speaking Spanish. Because he's like talking to the warden. And the warden's like, hey, you need to come down here. We have this uh, inmate who has been asking for you specifically. She's super violent. Um, can you come take a look at her? And this is all in Spanish. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll come. And, you know, I'll come in the morning. And that was some jilted, jilted Spanish from the uh, actor. He's all like, ir a la playa. I thought it was like a Tom Cruise is the last samurai. You know, Kevin Costner is like, you know, speaking like what was the, whatever the language they used in Dances with Wolves. Okay. I was just like, I, was, I thought it was just like a really bad actor doing a really bad <laughs> foreign accent. I didn't think he was supposed to be American. I think the acting overall was all right. It was fine. This was the yeah. worst part just because I don't think this guy speaks Spanish in real yeah. life. Oh, yeah. The, all the actors did a great job. I think the particular standout for me was the doctor. I thought he did a really good yeah. performance. Poor Nelson. Dude. Nelson. Nelson, yeah. yeah. It's uh, one of the only names I actually know in this one. <laughs> I think it's Michael is Jeffrey. Peter is Peter's the priest. The priest yeah. yeah, Nelson. Okay. The only uh, reason I know Nelson is because when they like in that part where they're looking for Nelson, I was all like, I wrote down Michael. No, Peter. No, Michael. No, Peter. Who the fuck is this guy? And then I was like, oh no, Nelson. I was like, there we go. So it's so the next morning. We go into this like really shitty prison. I mean, this is well, like. Can we, before we jump to that, there was okay. one scene that I actually kind of had a question. And yeah. You guys might know this because well, of. Uh, your, your deep religious studies. Um, so he, he gives like a monologue backstory at this point to like the Bishop. Cause so he's been requesting funds and help from like the Vatican to like help this village and like these orphans and stuff like that. Cause the, the, the disease is getting worse and worse. He's been getting nowhere with the Mexican government. So finally, like he goes and sees, or the, the Bishop comes down to see him or they're on the phone or something. I don't they, they're, they're in, he's in the Bishop's office. Yes. I don't know why he probably was called there or whatever. Maybe he's got like a Mexican office or something like that. But, um, well, every priest like that will have uh, a Bishop in the, the area that oversees a bunch of churches oh, parish okay. a parish yeah so each parish gets a priest and then a bunch of parishes gets a, a okay, bishop gotcha gotcha so a middle manager nice pretty much yeah. and um so he's like he's like you know i don't know what i'm gonna do and he's like well here this is for you and it's like this huge check well, he's like, like, the Vatican has been hearing about all the great things that you're doing out here, and uh, you're, all your dreams have come through, bro. Like, here's, uh, you know... But uh, he was, like, legit, like, publishers clearing house yeah. shocked, like, how much money he got. Now, does the Vatican just chunk out money like that? How much money does the Vatican have? They're pretty rich, right? Oh, yeah, like, all the money. They're they're banked. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, haven't you heard all these settlements they've had to do for... Uh, okay, fair point. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Okay, so... So he goes to the he jail. Gets the, he gets the money yeah. from the bishop, and so then he buys a bunch of supplies. Now, that was just what? That's just because that's what he does? Yeah, that it didn't seem like it really okay. had any purpose or anything, because, yeah, they bought Christmas presents with it, and then we never hear about that money again. the bishop again. doesn't know that he did this, right? Like, Not yet. No. Like, no one knows that he did this to this woman. The whole point of him receiving that money is that he's about to do his penance, and then he doesn't because he's rewarded. Yeah. That's oh. why that scene exists. It has nothing to do with the money or what he does with it. It's like, look, I'm about to do... Oh, I'm being patted on the head. Well, never that's mind. What was, that's what I was worried about, because he brought the tape with him to give to the bishop then he stops when he gets a check and i was like does the do they know and they're like hey no don't say shit man here's man, some money keep it quiet you know what you might not be wrong though because if you zoom out we, we i mean more spoiler but we find out the bishop is also on the take well we'll get let's get to that later so maybe later. he knew and this was more balboa uh there you know rocky, rocky balboa, uh, uh, more baldon uh you know three-dimensional chess 
Well, let's get to the end because some things are said that I don't know if that quite adds up. Okay. Okay. Uh, I mean, I think you're right. I think, I think it's you're just right, John. Well, I was gonna say I think Mark's right more than I think I'm right. That it is just a scene in the show that he still hasn't done his penance and he doesn't have the like courage of his convictions to actually do it. So finally, they're in this Mexican jail that is like flooded. They are in like a dungeon, and there's a bunch of you know they they're in there and they're like, look, this lady, this who's here is a violent criminal. She killed a man. She hanged him and turned his head all the way around. So you know we put her in this deep dungeon because she's super strong. Don't fuck with her. Oh, by the way, she bit some guy's fingers off. You know, really talking her up. Gets in there and uh, there's like a, you know, she's chained to the wall. Obviously possessed. Her whole face is distorted and she's got them yellow eyes. Uh, She's like, excellent day for an exorcism. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what she says? No, that's from The Exorcist. Uh, But basically, she's just taunting this priest. Is this the scene where she like flat out was like, oh, welcome back. I'm so glad to see you again. And this is when he realizes that like, oh my God, this is Baldon. Yeah, that must be, I think this is it. Yeah. yeah. Cause she, cause she taunts him. Like she's like, oh, you, you came back for more of this and she starts rubbing herself. And I was like, we're going to watch a chick fucking orgasm and expel a demon again. Like I was like, okay, this is this movie. Oh, right. And then a real gross scene happens where she uh, like drops blood straight, like, like a chunk of blood from her vagina is like, oh, I'm wet again. Uh, so mm. this demon doesn't fuck around. That was disturbing. They, they do their little... So let, me, let me ask again. You guys still wouldn't bang a demon? No. Okay, just checking. Just want to check in halfway through My here. big... Con- I mean, on top of all the other things we talked about, how do you know she's just not going to kill you? Like like a Black Widow... That's the risk you take every time you have sex, John. <laughs> black Widow style. When she's done, she turns around and bites her head right off. Uh, okay, so anyway, so she recognizes the priest, and it's clearly the same demon, and they are, like, you know, bantering. And he's like, oh, Lord, no, this can't be happening. My sins come back again. They go back to like a dining room and they're like, this is why you got to help us. And he's like, I don't know if I can. They're like, if you can't do it for us, do it for her mother. And then like this figure shows up in the doorway, like in silhouette is like, yes, do it for me. And I like immediately was like, am I supposed to know who this person is? Yeah. Uh, Am I supposed to recognize this voice? I didn't. No, me either. Because she doesn't look like her younger self all that much, to be honest. They, They cut to outside. and They're having a conversation, this shadow woman and the priest. And I was like, please don't let this be the chick he raped from the beginning of the movie. It was. Bam. Like that. They just like, she's like, look, I'm sorry what happened to you. She's like, I've forgiven you. And I was like, whoa. I was like, there's no way. And this is where the big plot point comes. That's his daughter. She's like, you have to save your daughter. He's like, holy shit. This is going to take a lot of penance. I have a note. This movie escalated very quickly. I'm so backed up on my childcare payments. So yeah. no, they're going to take me for everything I own. Hey, Bishop, you got another check? <laughs> uh, the demon so, Balban, while she's possessed, does mention things of like, oh, the Easter will bring resurrection. Oh, and he's yes. like, what are you talking about? And she's like, you know, the dead kids. Mm-hmm. Guess who's doing it? It's me. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, I see what's going on here. Uh, so he goes back to the bishop and he's like, look, we got to do an exorcist, an exorcism ASAP. This lady is uh, like seriously, seriously possessed. And he's like, uh, <laughs> this might be real. It's full blown possession. Yeah. It's not, it's like stage 12. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't even know if it's on the stage scale at this stage. And so he's like, but I don't want to do it alone this time. And the bishop goes, why not? And I wrote, because last time I raped somebody, uh, <laughs> uh, and the bishop's like, you know what? All the red tape, 
removed. Yeah. You're which, clear to go and do your possession. And now looking back, what we know at the end, it's like, oh, well, that's clearly why. Yeah. Bishops can't do that. We, we skipped the scene where Jesus jump scares us. Oh, that's we right. It comes let's, let's talk about that real fast. Because this was like, this go actually got me. Um, There's a scene where he's like in bed in between talking to the bishop or somewhere right around here. Uh, the priest Peter is in bed and he's like, he hears a noise. I'll be, I'll be honest. The dream sequence stuff, whether they're like happening or not, were freaky as fuck in this movie. But Agreed. you hear some dude crying out in like the wherever people sit in the church. Pews. Sanctuary. Sanctuary. Mm. Yes. And um, so he sees a dude crying in the corner. and This guy looks all messed up. And it's I was like, like bloody. And, and he's like, well, he you? follows a blood drip trail to yeah. the man in the oh, corner. Okay. And it's like, what's going on? He there? goes, are you OK? Like, no, dude, he is not OK. Yeah, there's no <laughs> way this guy's OK. And then like. It turns around like all like monster style, like rah. Doesn't turn around. Oh. So the long hair in the back in the crown of thorns is facing one way. From the back of the head, it removes the hair and it's the what? face of Jesus. So it doesn't even turn around. Oh, head on I backwards. It turned around. So its head was backwards, but it looked like it was like hunched over. Yeah. Okay. Creepy. And it's it was scarier. a good effect. Mm -hmm. I thought it looked yeah. great. And I was like, oh, spooky Jesus. Yes. I'm into this. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> Jesus is here. And you call them zombie Jesus. Zombie Jesus. Yeah. Well, did you know that Jesus is the first zombie? He died and came back three days later. Yeah. That's that's factual. So that's so. biblical. So zombie Jesus is my favorite part of this movie. He shows up <laughs> a couple of times. And every time I'm like, this is awesome. But this is the first real jump scare we had in this movie. This is the first real like horror other than like the exorcism yeah. part of it. And like. It was a very effective jump scare. I was like, oh, man, I hope we don't do a lot of that. Well, we did. There's plenty of that to go around. But I think I've started to become numb to that. So when it happens, it does. I don't jump anymore. Yeah, some of them still get me. But for this movie, they were pretty telegraphed. So yeah. except for that first one, that one was pretty good. Because there's another uh, like he's in bed, like not too long in the future. And like he's in bed. and he hears like a noise out in the hallway. And it's like walking towards his door and I was like mm, okay and he's got sleep paralysis at this point like he can't really move which is pretty common with exorcisms right is mm -hmm. that, that's a reoccurring thing yeah one oh, of the really? the ancient theories of sleep sleep paralysis is that it was a demon sitting on your chest I know you told us yes. multiple times in the podcast so, well you know what not everyone listens to all of our podcasts you should though well, there you go. so but go listen say, to our backstory or, chastise him for it <laughs> uh, so yes that, that's and the zombie why. Jesus is like I see when you masturbate <laughs> and runs at him <laughs> he doesn't say that but I, no. I kind of wanted him to talk but no the door like yeah slowly creaks up like and he kind of like turns his head like real difficult because of the sleep paralysis and he looks he's looking sideways at the door which is just dark behind it and i was like that is my my scariest thing in horror movies is like open doors with just black behind it i'm like nope cannot deal with that so i was like i was like i should pause this and just skip forward i was like <laughs> i don't want to see whatever this is jump out of me at like 3 a.m at night well nothing um, comes from the door right it's from behind like the sheet yeah, starts rising I know. up that fucked me even worse <laughs> because like you then cut from the door's angle and you see him like looking over like what the fuck's gonna come to the door and then his sheet starts raising up as if there's something under his sheet and i was like nope i'm out like i hate everything about what's going on right but here. then it was the burger king king from those commercials <laughs> ruined the whole moment <laughs> I miss the Burger King. <laughs> oh, man. But what was under the sheet? Was that Jesus again? It wasn't Burger King. No, no I know. But was it Jesus again? I yeah. can't remember. Yeah, it was. Okay. It was and, then he, and then he scares himself awake. Why Jesus, though? Because he's like, a priest. Why would I know, but why would Jesus come at you? Wouldn't it be a demon or something that you... Well, like I think it's to show that Balbanon Bal yeah. is Bal so... Balbanon. <laughs> Balbanon is so powerful, it can take the form of like the most holy things. So that's why it does the Virgin Mary later and well, Jesus. Priest, priest Jeffrey said it's going to take, take the form of your fears and use them against you. 
And I was mm. like, okay, cool. But I was like, why would you fear Jesus? Because he hasn't done his penance yet. Oh. So my man is on the highway to hell. Why wouldn't you just do your fucking penance? What was his penance? Did we ever find out what his yes. penance was? Yeah, he got to show the tape to the bishop. That's it? That's it. That's the penance. That's it. That's it. But, Confess for your fucking crimes, and that's all you had to do? But yep. the risk is that it would destroy his whole life. Who Rightfully so, which is what he- Eternal salvation he versus like- shit. Wow. No, I'm Humans with, are flawed. That's all I'm going to say. I am with Garrett, though, because at this stage, there's no like mystery of faith. You have seen a demon. You know hell exists. Yes. You're going to be in hell way longer than whatever shitty existence you're going to have on earth. So true. like the balance to me is I would also, I mean, not to sound crass or callous, the Catholic church has proven it don't give a shit about the terrible things you do. You probably like five Hail Marys, a couple of, you know, rosaries. They're going to move them to fucking like, you know, Taiwan and be like, call it a day. I'm not looking to get into Sunday school here, gentlemen, but I think that if you die with sin, you don't go to hell. You go to purgatory until you pay your penance there. It depends, I could be wrong, though. Well, it depends on the the significance of the sin. Mm. Uh, so something like rape, you probably, you probably would go to hell, actually, yeah. Okay. There's no waiting room to get fast-tracked. You got fast-pass. I'm not condoning what he did or saying he has zero responsibility but the man was possessed with a demon when the rape occurred. True. Also, fast pass to hell, though. If you're, so, you're demon-possessed... Yeah. That's the thing. is like You'd want to be like, hey, guys, I am totally susceptible to being taken over by a demon, which is probably not the best thing since I'm hanging around children. Maybe we should also bring another person in here to keep, keep it back. Someone watch my back. Watch yes. <laughs> which he does. Keep your eyes on my back. <laughs> Real quick. Yes. I have a quote from Alejandro about spooky Jesus. Okay, tell me. Uh, he says, some people are even offended by the idea of a, a possessed Jesus, and he's not trying to insult people's faith. That's not truly Jesus. It's a demon playing with your own fear. What's the worst fear for a man of faith other than seeing his faith totally corrupted and converted into something diabolical and dark? Um, so that's what it is. So people thought that was real. That was Jesus. The idea was that it was a uh, possessed look, Jesus. No, I think people, they, they, people just of, like, like they didn't want to see Jesus portrayed as a monster. People of faith are very, very sensitive about things like this. It's why it shows like the preacher got so much hate, mm. anything to do with religion. If you start trying to, it's like blasphemy or whatever in their eyes in some cases. But right? well, did they, they kill that cartoonist about drawing Muhammad? I mean, yes, yeah, that's, religion tends to get a little bit. They should see this as practice. You know, because if you are dealing with a demon, this is the kind of thing a demon's going to throw at you. So you've become uh, like used to it now. You're like, step it up, demon. I'm not scared by your tricks. I see through you. And he, he goes on to say that I don't even believe in demons, but when I see a movie, if it's an amazing story with dragons, aliens, or demons, I get into that universe. That's basically what I'm trying to do with this horror film. I think he did a good job. I agree. He, I, I, mean, it worked. I definitely think, you know, like zombie Jesus like was very effective. And, and now that you guys kind of explain it, you know, like, yeah, okay, I can see that being a little bit more impactful for him. It's kind of like Silent Hill, right? Like, they take your biggest fears and Don't then project it. Don't you dare it. try to bring Silent Hill down to the level of religion, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, no, okay, that makes a little more sense. But it just seemed like a weird choice. It's like, why would you be afraid of your, like, your God, you know, like, more or less? Yeah, but it's the fear of... The punishment. Yeah. Mm. Which, again, just fucking confess, man. Like Then we wouldn't have a movie. So he I doesn't know, confess. I know, I know, but jeez, and it then, just seems so weird. But then Father Michael shows up. Yeah, the heavy hitter of the, in, in the... Yes, in the exorcist world, this guy, the way they, they talked him up, he was going to come in and clean house. Balban, no chance. This guy already whipped Balban once. So he's like, all right, 
I'm on my way. Oh, that's right. He did beat Balban. Yeah. They talk up Father Michael like he is just the OGest of exorcists. Oh, I love when he rolled up on the scene. He's all like, y'all been sipping Mezcal all fucking day. And I was like, what? I was like, like, this dude right here. He says, Mezcal is some of the best holy water I've had in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Then he throws a flask at like, you know, Peter at one point. Or he's just like, he's like, here you go. Drink this. And I was like, yo, snap. My man parties. If I can get through hell, I can make it to Mexico. (laughs) Okay. Man. Which makes me wonder when you say I can get through hell, he just meant that figurative like being going through hell, like not actually going to hell, right? It's hard to tell with this guy. That's how much of a gangster okay. he is. All right. Did you Yes side note. Yes. I did think he actually went to hell at one point and came back. He's like Constantine. <laughs> <was> so dumb. <laughs> oh god. So you thinking that makes me think that you didn't get his confession at the end of the movie. When Jeffrey confesses what happened in well, his he first sold, he sold his soul to Balban to win, and he was like, "That's my secret." As I actually didn't defeat Balban, I just made a deal with the devil. Right, and he's going to live in hell. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, I got okay. that. I okay. got that. But I kind of took it as like, like I went there and I survived the flames, and oh. now I'm back. Nothing can stop me. I'm a total badass. So you're thinking like that scene with the Balrog in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. You shall not pass. I mean, maybe he didn't go like <laughs> to hell, like the place, but maybe in like his mind, he was in hell and he escaped type thing. That was just the hallucinogens. Okay. Yeah. He's uh, on mushrooms. <laughs> he's like, here, best holy mushrooms I've ever had. So they roll in together now to go see Balban. All right, we got Michael as Morel. No, as Peranza. Peranza. We got Michael and Peter. I like how they always send the pretty boy priest to handle all the like sexy lady demons. Yeah, that's interesting, right? It's never. It's like, never like what, an ugly dude. Yeah, what real priests look like? Just like you know, <laughs> forty. Like me. No offense to all uh, the, the the handsome priests out there. There's two of you. Yeah. yeah I'm sure <laughs> there's the men of the clergy calendar that we get every year. Yeah. One of the challenges the Catholicism is facing right now is nobody wants to be a priest, so all the priests Gee, are. Gee, I wonder why. Anyway, let's not get into that. Yeah. I know. So they roll in together and Balban pulls Father Michael's card in like four minutes. He is on the ground crying and weeping. He bites his ear off. He bites his ear off. I was like, you have been talking this guy up this whole movie. Well, the the way he walks into the room, okay. (laughs) Audience, you couldn't see it, but Mark kind of did this double take and put his hand out like, hold up, wait a minute. Right, when they walk into the room with Esperanza strapped to the the gurney or whatever she's on, he's all like, "Mm, seen this before. We've done this fucking song and dance. He's like, unless you got something to say, I'm going to go. <laughs> he tried to run a me. He was scared them. Well, true. she called Balban called his bluff like immediately. He's like, nah, son, shuts the door closed and they can't get out. And you're right, on the ground, biting his ear off. <laughs> then, but when he, she shuts the door, he still tries to play hard. He's like, oh, telekinesis, yawn. <laughs> was, is that before he's all like, I've seen this before? Is, is that the let's go get a drink thing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like when he's yeah. trying to walk out of the room, he's like, he's fuck like, this fuck nonsense. This. I, I've seen it before. Let's go get a drink, boys. He's got Mezcal. And this man loves Mezcal. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, she just, and so they pulled the, Nelson, who's the doctor of this facility, has to like inject her with a sedative and pull her off him. And he's just weeping and his ear is gone now. And then uh, um, Peter is all like, like, 
take your foul self back to whatever. Like he's just kind of going through the motions at this point. We, we find out that it's not super effective because he's not like a man of faith, like fully right now. He's not effective at anything. Anytime he's faced to do a possession, he's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Almost. It's like, why are you even here, man? Just let Jeffrey take over. But you- she seemed to calm down at one point, like in the bed, like help me. And I was like, I swear to God, if he fucks this chick in front of these dudes, I'm out. Like I will turn this movie oh, off. It's a good thing he didn't. Cause that's his daughter. I, yes. well, Oh, like he would give a shit. But I did write. This is one of the horniest uh, exorcism movies I've ever seen. Yo, this was- chick was like just going down. Like every possessed woman is just there to get themselves off. Well, yeah. it's one of the tools of the trade in the demon world. It's really to make the people around you very uncomfortable. That's yeah. why they're doing it. He Not to turn you on. He's got nipple clams and all. He's like, here we go. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. Doesn't work on. on this guy, though. He just gets more comfortable. He's <laughs> just like, sweet. My kind of demon. This is my element. So they go back to the warden's office and they're like, this is some serious shit. You need to get all the prisoners out of here. Because there's like 13 prisoners or some yeah. shit. And the warden's like, Look. And they're all female, which I didn't know that. Yeah, oh yeah, it's a good point. It's a, it's a girl's prison, mm-hmm. which could have been a way sexier movie if they had gone a different direction. With okay. There's plenty of those for you in the 80s. Yeah. I'm aware. Uh, so the, the warden's like, look, I don't know how y'all do it in America, but I can't just let all these prisoners go. So you need to come up with a plan B. The way he says it is so great. He's like, no, 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 no. You dumb Americans. I was like, holy shit. Like he is just like, you're crazy if you think I'm like taking them out of here. They should have. Go put them in the church. Like, just, you know, not work release, but, you know, take them out. (laughs) Work release. Go find a highway to pick the litter (laughs) off of or something. Anything would have been better than leaving them here to be possessed by Balban. Well, I don't think the warden's quite in on it yet. Did he not see the fucking shit? One of them bit the ear (laughs) off. Uh, Is he not using his eyes? Well, he also... the warden has just seen a criminal... Being criminal of meat, like that's mm. not anything, dude. No, I'm, I'm, I swear to you, these people are highly religious. But if you look at her, though, if you've actually seen it, that's you're what like, I'm okay, saying. That's a demon. It's like maybe I need to listen to this dude from London, this priest who's done this before. Maybe we need to take him to Highway 45 and pick the litter. You for mean an the afternoon. priest who just got punked? I don't know. I want to listen to this guy. I mean, he just got whipped. My man's all talk. Yeah. Uh, can we? Can I ask a quick question before we get back into the, the next steps of the uh, the exorcism? Um, because it's about to like ramp up real fast yes. from here. Who was the adorable nun that was helping take care of the kids that found the fucking baby fetus doll in the middle of the room and then had that other fucking like nun doll statue come alive behind her? That fucked me up. That was uh, one of the orphans. From w- from when like the lady got possessed? Yeah, back that era. Holy shit. Okay, I missed that completely. Right. But so she walks into a room after hearing some noises and seeing blood on the ground and she walks up to this like little like white shroud thing in the middle of a room lit by a candle next to it and she uncovers it and it's like a baby doll face, like a porcelain doll face on a fetus body or something like that. I was like, is this a dead fetus? I thought it was. Yeah. But it had like a it had porcelain baby doll face. Oh, did it? Yes. It was such a quick cut. Yeah, and then and then behind her, this statue, because why wouldn't you have giant creepy statues in your church? Um, have you ever been to a Catholic church? Yeah, nope. They're, they're not full cre- of them. <laughs> well, well, they're not creepy in the daytime. Oh, no, they're creepy in the daytime. I guarantee you. It comes they're, to life. They're meant and, to like, be inspiring, goddammit. It well, inspires me not to go to church. <laughs> so um, creeps up behind her. And it's like got this weird living statue doll face with different color eyes, 
holy man, it creeped me the fuck out. It was so scary. And it like, lunges at her and then she freaks out and runs off. And the Foley work for that statue, amazing. It really sounds, sounds awesome. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like it's like inorganic, you know? I was like, holy shit. Really cool effect. But does that just mean that any statue anywhere can be possessed at any time by a demon? Yeah. Well, it depends on the level of the demons. But when you're working with like a level seven mm-hmm. or above, yeah. What about those living statues you see on the street as street performers? Do you the, think they are they're already part possessed. demon also? They're already possessed. <laughs> <laughs> it all depends on if they you know can roll for a save uh but but okay so i wanted to mention her because she comes back later and i didn't know who she was so she's just an orphan that grew up in this place and has seen like the good that's come about from father peter's good deeds and works right he oh. has actually been doing some good work oh in yeah the past no, like, 18 years legitimately like the the surrounding areas fucking love him. Is this about the time that Magalay kind of forgives him for what happened? Is this well, the comes, scene? So, yeah, I think Father Michael and Peter have a little pep talk, and Michael's like, look, you can't have... Uh, you, the the Roman ritual isn't working. The demons are, are wise to it. We've been using it for 2,000 years, and they finally adapted. They've evolved. We're dealing with demons... Took them a while. Yes. <laughs> they they're, got there. We're dealing with demons 2.0, so you're going to have to freestyle this. We're going to just go in, and we're going to do our own shit. You down? And, and Peter's like, yes. So they go to the warden, and, and the warden, we've talked about this. The and warden, when you say do your own shit, like they, he literally means he's like, do whatever you feel is right. Come like, from the heart. Yeah, he says that the exorcisms don't work because so many people of little faith are doing them. So really all it comes down to is believe. He's like, don't believe God is with you. Believe you are God yeah. when and you're they, in that they room. They emphasize that. And I was like, whoa. I was like, wouldn't that be blasphemy though? Yes. Oh yeah. Big okay. time. I was like, which is I kind of loved about Father um, Jeffrey or whatever his name was. Uh, Father Michael. Michael. Because like he just, you could tell he's just kind of like, yeah, I've been in this church thing for a while. I'm just going to do my own thing with it. Because he was just like, yeah, believe your God. And I was like, I think that's blasphemy. I was like, I don't think you're supposed to say Especially that. in the Catholic side of thing, it took them up until like the 1960s for them to be like, yeah, you can do your own prayers. For the longest, until the 1960s, Catholic mass consisted of you looking at the back of a priest who was looking at Jesus, who was doing the mass in Latin. Uh, so they do not want you talking directly to God. You got to go through your management layers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don't skip levels here. Yes. So the idea that you are God, though also yeah. notably the plot of Stigmata, another yeah. exorcist movie. That yeah. movie. Yeah. You know, I, do, I do really appreciate this scene because it really does lay some groundwork and try to give some context to why there's 90 exorcism movies and they all fail. Yeah, it's all the amateurs. Every movie, yeah. So I appreciate them being like, hey, this is why this is going on. Yeah, which I believe. So they go to the warden. The warden's like, get bent. So Nelson, who's this doctor, is like, okay, what I can do is put them all to sleep. Well, no, that sounds like they're going to kill them. (laughs) (laughs) What I can sedate sedate them. them. And they're like, fine, that'll have to do. And now is like kind of the night before the, the, the time before the battle scene. Peter meets up with the first possessed person. What's her name? Magdalene. Magdalene. And Magdalene's like, look, this is weird to say, but I'm kind of, I'm happy it happened because now I have her and she wanted to be an astronaut and she's just the best thing ever. So she said, I was like, she's so dedicated to us as you want to kill her. And I was like, whoa, yeah, <laughs> it's like- tenacious. So she's like, go save your daughter. And the music swells. And I guess I can see some people's contention with that point of the movie. Yes. Right. What she's saying is, I love my daughter. Right. I think yeah. She's like, this was a terrible thing. I don't think she's trying to belittle the atrocity that happened to her, but she's like, the outcome, I love my daughter. I don't hold that against her. So 
I never would have had this joy if that terrible thing hadn't happened to me. And this is a tried and true storytelling thing. And, you know, this is actually like it happens in real life, too. Yeah. You know, and I mean, and OK, cool. Like, I don't find a problem with this plot beat at all just because, you know, OK, this is easily justified. It's not forced upon her. She came to that decision on her own. But every instance and every individual is different and it's not going to result in the same feeling every time. Agreed. Yeah. So she's like, go save your daughter. And he's like, I'm going to. He walks into the, the jail. The music is like this really over the top musical There's score. A montage scene. This movie like, turns into a zombie film. Yes. For the rest of this, it, it's, it's a tonal shift. Doors close in the last 30 minutes. Like Mark said, it is like Resident Evil. And it immediately goes off the rails. Because Nelson is out in the the hallways. Like he's like just kind of like, you know, making sure everything is legit outside. No one's waking up. Everything's like kind of contained outside the doors. But outside, the prisoners wake up possessed themselves. Poor dude. They He's start just, chasing him through the hallways, like zombie style. And then like one jumps down from the ceiling with a knife and stabs him in the back. And it's like, shasha, gotcha. And he's just getting just killed. My number two complaint about this movie is character looking forward. Someone hits him from behind. It's about to happen 15 times in 30 minutes. Yes. It happens multiple times in this movie. So, so annoying. So I, that they also, I guess they couldn't think of other options except character drops from the ceiling and gets them <laughs> really annoying. I don't want to derail the, the, the plot here, but I do need to mention that I super love the fact that they decided to start steaming holy water in making a mist <laughs> oh, well, yeah, because Jeffrey was all like, he's like, yeah, the old way, it just doesn't work the way with this. We can kind of control the whole area. He's like, Balban can't jump from body to body if there's holy water steam in the room. Yep. Which I like, it's like a, a good way to justify why there's all this fog. It reminded me of like Blade 2 when they made those light grenades oh, and all the those. weaponry against the vampires. So yeah. good. I was like, we need more technical, cool possession weapons. Yeah, I think it's like what, Con like, right, Constantine? And, uh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of stuff mm -hmm. he does. That's who they need to call in for this level of yes. possession. John Constantine, where are you? They're making well, a, sequel. a sequel. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. Exciting. Oh, okay. <laughs> Exc I, I was really, like, well, ask and you shall receive, Mark. I really like the first movie. Now, I'm not like the biggest comic book person, so maybe that's why I liked it, but I thought it was fine. No, it's good. This has been your Constantine moment. Uh, back to exorcisms. So, yeah, they're just getting their asses handed to him because Balban is just like yelling shit. He's like, just totally like just verbally smacked down on these two. And they're just kind of like, we got to keep believing, keep the faith. And I was like, wow, this is already shaking you guys. You're in trouble. Yeah. I also, so maybe it's because I've never been in this situation. But if you actually saw a demon, wouldn't that strengthen your faith? Because you'd be like, oh, I don't need to like wonder if there's a God. I'm actively looking at a demon. I am so positive right now. My faith has never been stronger. Yeah, you're right. But it, all the time, it's like the opposite effect. They're like, oh, man, a demon. That must be no God then. Like, what What kind of logical leaps are you making? Right. That's a, that's it. That's That defeats needing faith. Yes. It's fact at that point. <laughs> it's no longer blind faith. It's just faith. Yeah. But in every act, this is now I'm just complaining about exorcism movies, but every one, that's what happens. So eventually, Balban escapes, and the situation 
goes Fubar. They don't even make it into Esperanza's room. The power goes out before they even go in there. And when they go in there, she's already gone. Okay. And there's writing all over the wall. And she's like, I'm going to fuck you up. She just wrote that 50,000 <laughs> right. times. So they, they skedaddle backwards to try to go figure out why That's the power right. is out. And then they find out, like, they find Nelson and he's bleeding out in one of the halls. And then all of the fucking Spice Girl possessors <laughs> start coming out of every prison. It's like, ah, I guess the uh, injection didn't work. And they're, they're still awake and, and terrifying well, before people. Nelson gets killed. He actually is like, he's like, they should have put him out. Like, he's like, what the hell? Like, it's so like you horse know it's tranquilizer. Like, so, you know, it's like something like supernatural at that now, point. Nelson, when they find Nelson, that was a pretty cool scene because we don't know it's Nelson right away. We just see like this darkened figure crawling toward them. He's like elbow crawling. Good effect. Yeah. Very well done. And then it, they're like, oh, geez, what's coming at us? And it's like poor Nelson all dead. Best or elbow dead. crawl ever though is from the loved ones. When she's climbing oh, down that yeah. road and her like elbow bones are out and she's just dragging. Oh God. Ugh. Loved ones. That's another good. I watched that recently too. This is less intense than that. Uh, his elbow bones <laughs> are fine. It's just his neck and jugular that are wrecked. But they're surrounded now, right? We've got possessed women from the front and the back and we've got Michael over there waving his cross in one direction and saying religious words and then Peter's got the rear and being it's holding useless. him back. Uh, so it's, it's working uh, for a little bit and then zombie Jesus shows up, right? Is this where he comes? I think so, but also Esperanza's in the hallway and you yeah. see Michael's cross glow bright red and burn his hand well, and yeah, he drops he's, it. He's mad talking shit back. He's like, oh, fuck that noise. Like you, you fucked with me before, but now I'm coming hard. And then she like, yeah, she makes the cross like heat up in his hand and it burns his hand. He has to drop it. But and he had a backup. <laughs> of he course. Looks, he looks panicked though. Like he looks super panicked. Well, it's because that, that was point. his favorite exorcism cross. Oh, okay. So he's like, I'm going to have to use the shitty dollar store Cracker Jack one. Mm -hmm. All wood. Yeah. You can't heat up wood. It's the metal on it. Unless it caught fire. Uh, okay. You know what? <laughs> I stand corrected. It's poking holes in your uh, your exorcism. That's Leave fine. the head cannon to the professionals. Look, look, look. <laughs> <laughs> poke, poke the holes. That's a shirt. Okay. Leave the head cannon to the professionals. <laughs> so um, out of the dark comes the one that stabbed Nelson and gets Father Michael. Also from the back. She jumps yep. from behind him and stabs him in the back and then fade to black. And I was like, why do you guys keep doing this? Every time you hit someone in the head or stab them in the back, it like fades the scene out. And I was like, stop that. It's the easiest way to cut to a new scene. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. But I think that I don't they uh, like retreat and they go into some small room. And this is where yeah. Father Michael gives Peter. Him. Peter drags Michael into mm -hmm. a room that they barricade with like a drink cart. Yeah. <laughs> like this guy, that's it's it. The it's the kitchen. It's like right. it's got wheels. That is, yeah, yeah, that's a bad barricade. <laughs> if you just wheeled it there, they're going to wheel it away. But anyway, and I this, was holding them, though. Yeah, somehow. And so this is where my uh, Father Michael's like, I don't know if you noticed, but I'm really shitty at my job and I never actually beat Balban before. In fact, I made a deal with him. I'm going to hell, Peter. Right to hell. I don't pass go. Peter's like, this is some crazy news you're telling me. He says, me. whatever you do. Do not make a deal. Do not make a deal. Now, well, this is dueling confession because Michael goes, <laughs> what the hell did you do, Peter? Yes. And yeah. he's like, she's your daughter. Damn it, Peter. <laughs> they're yeah. both like, we are just two fucked exorcists right but now. Did he, did he confess to raping um, no, Magdalene he just, also? He, oh, he just, just said, says, my daughter. that's my daughter. And he's like, oh, and Jesus, even in the time of this, he still can't be like, all right, you know, straight up. This is what's going on. Well, because he's like, I think well, he must actually confess because he keeps going on about I was possessed. He said. So when when does he have that scene where he talks about how he was possessed? Fifty thousand. It must be I here. I think that's mm -hmm. this. This. So point, yes, yeah. he does. So yeah, 
he does acknowledge that he had sex oh, with yeah, her. Oh, yeah, no, he fought so hard to make sure everyone knew that he was quote-unquote possessed It was that the time. demon. But it literally was. So what kind of culpability does Peter have? Well, it really, Is he guilty even though he was not in control? He well, can't do an exorcism without a chastity belt. <laughs> and someone else has the key just to be safe. Now, the question is... Unless you can get mouth pregnant, which I was told was not a thing, but... Mm, you need to take anatomy courses. <laughs> mouth pregnant is not a thing. <laughs> a TikTok says... Look, kissing, sitting on a toilet seat. These are all ways I can get pregnant, you guys. Do you know what the kids are doing now instead of Tide Pods? Cooking chicken and NyQuil. Kids. <laughs> I miss the days of putting alcohol on fucking tampons or whatever and watching kids shove <laughs> yeah, up the Yeah, I mean, I can't throw shade because I did stupid, not like that kind of stupid shit, but I did stupid shit as a kid, so there's just no TikTok to videotape it. We did do stu- stupid shit, but I don't think we were as ingenuous and like, it, it, like used as much ingenuity as some of these kids. Like the whole like alcohol tampon thing. Well, they- I was shocked when I heard that. I was like, okay, the fucking Tide Pod thing. I was just like, yo, this is just bananas. Well, what I don't get is why they like, the- does it get you high? What? The NyQuil chicken? Is that what the goal is? I don't know. You I, I don't know what they're eating. Uh, like, Dude, you imagine doing a NyQuil turkey, the oh tryptophan boy. plus uh, the sleep med? Uh, You're going into a coma. Because look, when I was in my 20s and late teens, early 20s doing stupid shit, because somebody told me it was going to get me high. I'm not going to lie. That's the were, reason the, the world is motivated to do anything. Yes, they were like, Someone licked a toad at some point. Okay. Yeah. So I never really did, I guess, ingested stupid shit just for the lulls. Uh, but I guess that's what kids are doing these days. My original question, what is Peter's culpability yes. in the act of rape when he's not in control of his body? Now, here's the question. Do you want to hear it from what I think the Catholic point of view would be or like the more logical? Let's, let's, hear, let's hear the Catholic version and the, the law version of it. I think Catholic version, they would say y- y- Peter committed a sin in lust and that's how the demon got in to begin with. So it was the, the- act of kissing her in the first place. Well, or yes, I mean, t- yes. And he had this secret lust for her. Right. Oh, right. Even more than even, that. Yes. Right. I mean, like the commandments, like you can't even covet your neighbors. Just the, the the act of having lust or the thought is a sin. You're supposed to not only not act on it, you're not even supposed to have these thoughts. Right. Uh, so Which, I think. Okay. How do you, how do you fucking square that peg? Like, how do you like. You don't. As yes. a religious like leader, how do you be like, let's do the one thing that humans have never been able to conquer in the history of existence. Let's make that our fucking one of our big stipulations. Like you're setting yourself up for failure. I think it's just so <laughs> dumb. Like I hate the like it, the the stupidness of it. In modern times, outside of like the fire and brimstone type churches, I think in most modern priests and religious folks would be a little looser in that uh, interpretation. But if we're going fire brimstone by the book, that is. He committed a sin in lust. The The devil took advantage of that sin. Mm. But if he hadn't committed that sin, the devil wouldn't have been able to take advantage of it. And he wouldn't have committed rape. So Quid he is culpable. Okay. Now, sense. legally, I mean. I'll, legally, he raped that chick. Done. Like we're, we're yeah, finished talking. I think it was at the exorcism of Emily Rose, right? The right. devil uh, yeah. isn't a justification. So No, he would be pinned for it for absolute certainty. And. You, you have to suspend your disbelief of you don't believe in demons. You're, if you're getting into this world, you're presented that the demon is. So then you have to make a decision as the viewer. Is he culpable for what he did? Yes. Within the framework of this movie, I would say he is not culpable for the rape because he was not in control of himself you, within the framework of this movie. But what he is culpable for is not 
coming forward afterwards. No, and hiding. He's, he's that. culpable for it. Honestly, if you know you've got a like a wicked crush on some girl and she's in a position of like vulnerability and like is like clearly like under you at this point, you're a priest. She's a nun. You know, like you should never have entered that room. He should never have done that. He should have been like, there is too much potential for bad shit to happen here. I don't know if I can control myself. I'm going to clearly make out with her after I fucking depossess her. So, well, let's just be clear that we think what she did, he did is disgusting. We are not yes. condoning. This well, not, not even that. It's I'm just all saying, like, world. Should, however, but he should have known better. He she would have died. One. Yes. She would have died. It's not is like it better if she died. There's not 10 priests in this na- the community, right? It's it just was him. him or nobody. But and he loved her. But, he doesn't want her to well, die. Question, does it have to be a priest? Can it just be anyone of faith? Well, that is what Michael was saying. All these amateurs are coming in doing half-ass okay, exorcisms. All right. All and right. now we got to... So it's time for the big boys to step up to the plate. Right. Uh, so I think if like average Joe had done it, also we know that r- regular priests, again, their ass just handed to them. They're getting so like spanked the by Batman. gladiators Bobby. of Catholicism, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> like the pros are getting whipped. I don't think average dude okay, just right. coming in screaming the power of Christ compels you is getting very far. This is my biggest problem with the movie is it and i could see where the, the people are saying this but like honestly like i never found him to be a sympathetic or like i never like backed no uh he's not i, agree. I don't he's think he's either. sympathetic at all yeah, yeah. I, I, fucking, I couldn't stand him the whole time i was like dude i hope you figure your shit out but i'm glad you're doing good but dude sorry man you need to fucking own up what you did but like yeah this whole movie was just like like oh man what you know like will it negate all the good I've done? And it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't know. I had a really difficult time. And honestly, I kind of enjoyed that, that I had a really difficult time not being able to relate or join my main character on their journey, journey instead of Joni. Um, <laughs> because it made me like interact with all the side characters so much more. So it turns out they're both terrible priests. They both did bad things. Uh, Michael's like, I'm going to die now. And he <laughs> and literally does. <laughs> yeah. And his part of the movie over. Then they get in the room, they knock out Peter, fade to black, and Well, they they jump behind him, yes. hit him in the back of the head, and then fade to black. Because this movie loves that thing. Has to. With a, with a candlestick, just bop, fade to black. He wakes up, he's strapped to a chair. P- possessed Professor Plum with the candlestick. <laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, it was in the kitchen. <laughs> he wakes up, he's strapped to a chair. I love this chair. Bunch of chains. It looked like it was like the kind of chair they do the uh, electrocution at. Yeah, it's like this big wooden chair with straps, and there's like chains like against the back wall that like go to his like neck harness and his arm harness. Yo, it was really rad looking. I was yes. like, yo, that is a straight up rowdy sex chair. Yes. And uh, the five Spice Girl demons are just sort of crouching all around him. They ask him if they wants to be his lover. Yes, but you got to get with Wait, my friends. Spice Girl song. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> Mark, did you find that one amusing? No, the, you apparently didn't know what you said. It was the actual <laughs> song. That's what I found funny. Uh, people in the world, spice up your life. Oh boy. So, uh, you know what? My sister is a huge Spice Girl fan. I heard it my whole like childhood growing up. So what can I say? I got Spice Girls on the brain. She even liked the movie. Ew. Yeah. She was like eight. Can't judge her for her eight-year-old, but it was terrible. Anyway, so So, Peter is strapped to a chair. And then comes the exorcism of God. And... uh, Oh, I get it now. They're trying to excise God God from Peter. Yes. Okay. Jesus. I missed that. (laughs) The... Can never remember... Esperanza. Esperanza comes forward and does a demonic version of the 
exorcism ritual. So instead of lead us not from temptation, she says, lead us to temptation. Instead of deliver us from evil, deliver us to evil. She's like rejiggered all of the lines to and be her demonic. And Peter, her and Peter doing it at the same time. Yes, they're screaming like this dueling prayer. banjo kind of thing. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the orphanage, uh, the Virgin Mary demon statue thing has come to life and is like, I'm going to kill all these kids. And the nun is in there like fighting that thing, like hand to hand combat. I was like, yo. And every kid is like convulsing in their bed. Mm-hmm. It's a crazy scene, man. Yes. They, they did. They hit a home run when they built that uh, Virgin Mary statue. Yes. That was an awesome, awesome effect. Well, Because this is where Balban basically says, like, I'm going to kill all these kids. Like, this is the Easter surprise, baby. Like, I'm taking them all out. Every like, one of them flatlines at the same time. The nun's like, uh, this is insane. What's happening right now? The nun says, God damn it. What the hell? And then she starts getting choked out by the statue. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then she gets mm-hmm. her cross up and... Oh, she's fighting it, like, hand to hand. And yes. then, like, at this point, we cut back to the, the room. Balban's like, okay, straight up. Like, you have to get rid of God. Like, you, you know... Get rid of God out of your body completely. More or less, I win, you lose. And I'll let these kids win. And then he's also like, but you got to let my daughter win, too. Like, you got to let her, like, be free. And he's like, okay, I'll give it to you. Yeah, Peter's it, like, all of them. Yes. and they that's, like, how, that's the deal. And they've, like, exercised themselves to a standstill. They both have been screaming prayers at each other. Negotiations <laughs> have broken down. Prayers and <laughs> anti-prayers at each other for, I can only assume... Eight hours, nine hours. They're exhausted. Did you take that? No, I, I a couple like of minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> spent. Ball band did not have time for this. Eventually, all the windows break, and it got cold in there, and they're like, we got to speed this up. Mm. And this is when they make the deal, which notably, Father Michael said like eight times, don't make a deal with the, the devil. And I was like, yeah, there's no bad songs or movies or stories about making deals with the devil. And he said it so many times, like, that's how we're going to do this yes. movie. It's going to end this way. And so he makes a deal. He's like, all right, fine. God, get out of me. It's time for me to accept that I'm a demon. God, skedaddle. Yes, I almost said skedaddle. Skedaddle, be gone. Balban takes... 22 skidoo, whatever you want. (laughs) Balban takes over. All the kids come back to life. So wait, does Balban get to go into Peter at this point? Was that the deal? Like, you kick out God and I get to go into you? Or was that just kind of like a... He just was already in... Because I thought Balban was still in there from the very beginning when he raped that chick. He didn't. He just... uh, Temporary possession he rented peter's body yes. for a weekend oh okay okay so now he's back like he's, he's like cool there's a vacancy i'm gonna go where god was yeah because you cannot have god and devil in the same vessel right so yeah it was temporary when he kissed magali originally he let god go for that moment and balban had his opening out he went well i think what happened is balban left during the uh, impregnation to take over you're the, right. The kid. You're you right. know what? Magalie says that she has been on and off possessed for years. And I laughed so hard when she said that. I was like, and you didn't think about calling anybody before now. She's like, this keeps happening. It happens every like now and then she'll just like be possessed. Oh, you mean thing. Esperanza? Esperanza yeah. will be. Okay. But Magalie tells like Peter this. Like she's like, he's been, she's been like on and off, like dealing with this. Like, oh, you're right. He, he, she did say that. Yeah. And I was like, you didn't think to reach out before then. Like with, with your history. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? You didn't think this was applicable? 
Oh man, I'm not going to judge her. She's going through her own shit. She's, but yeah. Still. Is it time to blame the victim? No. <laughs> Would you go back to the priest who, assuming that she's in the same parish, right? She maybe she didn't move that far away because she went to. It. Would you go back and be like, "Hey, by the way, Look, I need your help try, again." We're trying to do the work. All right. There's no. There's no reason to. I'm just saying. Like it just kind of shocked me. It was just like, yeah, this keeps happening. I was no. like. Huh. That's, that's yes. a very good point. Uh, time that's for her biannual point. exorcism. Yeah, so Balban takes over Peter. All the kids come back to life. The nun is like, I beat that Virgin Mary statue. Go me. I thought the kids were possessed because they're all sitting up smiling at her in this really weird still. And I was like, oh, my God, he took over all the kids. He didn't kill them, but he's in all these kids. <laughs> it was a weird scene. Yes, they all popped up perfectly. You're like, eh? And then we cut to a Sunday sermon where Peter's up at the pulpit giving his speech about who all doesn't get to come to heaven. It is fire and brimstone. And homosexuals is one of them. Yeah. Sinners, women, homosexuals. I don't <laughs> think he said women. <laughs> he said That's harlots the... or something. Like He said like loose women or he's, something. Perverts. Yeah. Uh, he's People really... who think that exorcism chairs look like sex chairs. Yeah. Guys, I got no chance. People who don't go fast in the left lane. Just <laughs> <laughs> the list. It was a really long scene. People who put mayonnaise on hot dogs. Yes. Oh, right mm. to hell. <laughs> Straight through jail. <laughs> um, yeah. So he does this whole thing and then everyone out there is outside like congratulating him, shaking his hand. He's hugging everyone and they're just all like, oh, Peter, you're the best around. And he's like, shit, baby, I know it. And then um, <laughs> and so he's doing this and then he off, off in the distance like, you know, because, oh, we forgot to say at one point, but right before he like he has to go back in and fight um, Esperanza, he records a video on his phone of, right. of him confessing to the bishop because he's like, I can't actually fight Balbon if I'm not fully clean. So he records a video message, sends it to the bishop. And it's like, yo, straight up. I totally like did this thing and then sends it. So then he goes in and fights that whole fight. And that's why he was on even footing. Now, he also did burn the videotape at one point. Yes. Earlier in the movie, he burned. That's when he's talking to, to Michael out in the courtyard. And he's like, here, try this mezcal. And you're like, you son of a bitch. Physically burned it, not like to a CD. Yeah. <laughs> or insulted to death. <laughs> yes. Oh, burn. <laughs> burn. You're um, not. You're no so, beta max. <laughs> ooh, so fighting he, words. <laughs> so he sees the bishop across the, the courtyard and he's like, OK, I'm going to go. And right before he does, like Magalie's like, thank you so much. You have no idea. She's I've never seen her this happy. Yada, yada yada and you see his daughter out there talking to people too and you're like okay cool you think everything's legit so he he starts walking over to the bishop and uh he's all like oh hi and he's like oh hi <laughs> and so he's like so uh he's like you're doing good work here and he's like yeah he's like so the video that i sent you he's like i erased it and then you're like oh shit the bishop erased the the rape confession and you're like wait a minute and he's like look all the good work you're doing here like i'd hate to like undo that and then this is the part where the kid comes up and like grabs his hands like, thank you so much, senor, or whatever it is. Like, well, that's you know. Esperanza. Yes, Esperanza. No, a little kid comes up first, no. grabs his hand. And then he kind of recoils. Yeah, he that. pulls back real hard. And then he's like, remembers. He's like, oh, yeah, hi, bless you. You know, Jesus, good mm. job. Yeah. And then Esperanza comes like, thank you so much for everything you did. And he refuses to touch her hand and his hand's getting all like kind of like antsy contorted. And she's like, thank you so much for what you did. And he's like, you're very welcome. And then she walks back over and she's off hugging the people. And they're all kind of looking at her like in a saintly way of like, oh, wow, you know, you're doing so much good and stuff. And this is when Peter and the bishop, he's like, wow, we should have known that God would leave his mark 
because like you find out that the bishop erased the video because he's like a disciple of Balban, right? Yes. The bishop is also possessed by who? We don't know. Well, is he possessed or is he just like... Well, he did the eye orange thing. Oh, the bishop did too? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> what does that mean? The eye orange thing. His eyes glowed orange like a possessed person. Yeah, we've like seen Balban was possessed the whole... Right. Yeah. And what, what they say is that like, good thing we stuck trying to get Peter ruined because God had chosen him to be a saint. But it looks like... God's already picked his next saint, and it is Esperanza, and her eyes glow blue. Yes. Yeah. The phrasing is much weirder. It's like, I see heaven's played its cards, too. Like, yeah. what? Mm. Basically, right, we whatever. got Michael. We we excised God, which shows that we're super powerful. We got Peter, but looks like God also slipped his card back into play by making Esperanza then saintly, and she's going to basically carry on his side of the work. So basically showing that the scales balance itself. Like, God got punched, knocked down, but he got back up. You well, know? He, he put like, down a reverse card. It was like, reverse, <laughs> take that. And then Pazuzu's like, draw four, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then the bishop goes like, well, that's no worry, because there's a consulting position available for you at the Vatican. And he's like, ah, good. And it's like, what? And then we get the weirdest thing, and I hated this about the movie. We cut to a picture of somebody walking up to the Vatican City. It was Peter. Peter. Oh, was that Peter? Yeah. Yeah, he's okay. taking his new job at the Vatican. Okay, I thought it was yeah. just a random person. And the voiceover goes like, they never said man would inherit heaven. Oh, no, that... that the um, meek. The meek would inherit heaven. Or no, it's something about like the evil will inherit the earth or some shit like that. God, someone fix this for me. Uh, yeah. Mark can just put in the audio. <laughs> yes, Mark, please play the clip. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby! I did not take notes of what it said at the I end. I didn't forgot to, it's, but it was some really, real cheesy shit. It's really shit. dumb, like, basically, like, you know, um... No. The evil ones will not inherit the kingdom of God. They will inherit the earth. So that's the dumb line they play at the end of the movie. And, like, it just kind of, like... I don't know. It just felt very cheesy for like everything we'd been through. And it was also kind of like the whole like, oh no, the bad guys won. Well, there definitely wanted there to be a sequel. I don't know if there is going to be one, but that was the whole end of this movie was to set up the exorcism of God cinematic universe. Oh, I would love to have someone inside the Vatican realize that maybe like half the Vatican's on the like demonic take. Uh, you want to get at me? There's some movies about that. Oh, is there? <laughs> I think that's also the criticism of the church that the movie's trying to lay yes. at the feet of the church. It's like, why do you guys keep letting all this bad stuff happen? Mm, I think right. the Omen, isn't the Omen have a... The Omen has some of yeah. that, yeah. But that's this movie. I <laughs> that's this movie. Mm-hmm. I still give it two thumbs up, like the Fonz. I'd give it a three out of five. Yeah, I think that's what I did give yeah, it. It's enjoyable. I give it 3.5 out of five. That's pretty good. Yeah. Some of the other reviews I saw were saying that this movie turns into a comedy, and that's why they hated it. They thought it was cheesy as hell. And lame and, and all other I mean, stuff. When, the, when zombie Jesus jumps up the wall and skitters around like a bug, I mean, that's standard like demonic stuff. But like, yeah. that was a little bit funny to me. I was like, oh, okay. I laughed out loud when spooky Jesus showed up. I was like, oh shit, they're going to do that? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Hardcore parkour. <laughs> I thought it was just a movie that didn't take itself too seriously, but not that it intended to be a comedy. Oh no, it was never meant to be a comedy. I don't even wouldn't say it was a dark comedy. No. This is a movie that's had some funny moments in it because they just seemed awkwardly funny. Well, Bill D on Google said, couldn't even get past the first 10 minutes. I mean, really. A priest performing an exorcism on a very voluptuous female falls for lust of all obvious temptations and starts making out with her. Really? I could have performed a better exorcism. How ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) 
How ridiculously unrealistic. Seven bucks down the drain. Well, Bill, you only gave it 10 minutes. That's your fault. You flushed that $7. Yeah. Uh, Bill. I could have done a better exorcism. Bill, <laughs> you know what? Take a seat. That is why the Ro- Roman ritual doesn't work anymore, Bill. Because the people <laughs> like you freestyle and exorcisms. A voluptuous. Like, what does that have to do with the fact that she's like possessed by I mean, music? her body was banging. Don't get me wrong. Banging body. But you know what? Now's not the time. Bill was tempted by the flesh. Bill. Bill Bill's just furthering the stereotype that men should not be doing exorcisms. Yeah. Well, Bill recognizes a banging body when he sees one. Bill's banging bodies is his website. So (laughs) come over to BBBs. (laughs) All right. Well, I would recommend this film. I think it's worthwhile entertaining, especially for the budget. I think they pulled off a pretty good film. Yeah. What was the budget on this? I think it was like two and a half million, something like that. No way. That little. Mm hmm. Wow, they did a really good job. Yeah. There was some great effects for that. I can't say that to be definitive. If you go to the wiki page, there's barely any information, and some of it seems like there's typos in it, but nice. it was like two and a half mil, something like that. Hmm. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, I would agree. They did a lot. Oh, wow. IMDb says 1.3 million. Oh, that's even less. Estimated gross worldwide, 6 million. Wow, that's really good. Mm-hmm. So well done. And uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. I like this movie. You should watch it. Yeah, if you like exorcism, exorcism movies, this one is definitely up there. So that's Exorcism of God. Mm-hmm. Three recommendations here. Well, anything else we want to say about it before we wrap? No, except that if you look at the parents guide for this movie, five times it just talks about that he slept with uh, the the demon in five different ways women expose his breasts sexual assault acts of sexual assault priest sleeps with a woman during an exorcism a woman is sexually assaulted during an exorcism <laughs> okay you could have written that one time imdb sure definitely oh it's like the have you seen the true romance one it's all like 562 counts of shit too many fucks to mention is what it says. <laughs> it's like something like that. I was like, holy crap. That's crazy. He counted the shits, but she just gave up on the fucks. It's too many. But to mention. My fuck meter's broken. Yeah. So as we said, three recommendations. Big time. Coming up next episode, the conclusion to Bloomhouse's Halloween trilogy with Halloween ends. Well, I guess we'll finally find out if evil dies tonight. Because it didn't die that other night when they I said evil not. dies tonight. I hope he just fucks everyone up. I guess we'll see. Evil dies next week. Well, it's going to end. So maybe Mm. evil ends tonight, but it doesn't necessarily have to die. Just finishes up. It's done its job. Anyway, listeners, thank you for tuning in this week. If you have any cold open ideas or movie recommendations, let us know. We'll try to get to them when we can. Uh, You can find all the Grave Talk stuff we got going on at thegravetalk.com. We've got an Instagram, a Facebook, and a Twitter page. Reach out. Let us know what you think about these movies. We're always happy to hear from you. And until next time, evil dies tonight. (laughs) 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 We'll see you later.